You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Great patriots of America, this is the Gunny and you're in the Patriot Cause. I have an absolute close, close friend of mine that is on the podcast today. I have so much respect for this man because his heart and his mind is in the right place as it reflects to what is happening in America and the absolute fact that he gives his full trust in Jesus Christ. That is very, very hard to find a person that is like that. And I've been fortunate to move to Alabama. I've known Colonel Harper for about a year and a half, and he's changed my life. He made me realize that friendship and, and togetherness is, is very important in stabilizing how you view the world and having an ability to go back and forth. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you Colonel Mike Harper. He was in the medical corps in the army and he has spent some many years in in the army, 23 or 24, but he's gonna tell us about it. 25 years in the army and he has been to multiple places been there done that and so without further ado colonel mike harper thank you so much for being on the podcast well gunny i just uh thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast i uh you are one of my bestest buddies and i thank god every day that he brought you into our lives pat and i you and linda and uh i really appreciate it um there's a couple of quotes. I think I, we've talked, I mean, how many hours have we talked, but, but, uh, you know, I, I told you one time that, uh, liberals are progressives are afraid of living and they're mm-hmm. afraid of dying. Absolutely. And it's interesting that I ran across a couple of quotes sort of that gives us some backbone in it. One of them was Edward Abbey. He was a uh, environmentalist. Uh, he started out as a park ranger, and he wrote um, "Voice Crying in the Wilderness." And it says, "The fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who lives fully is prepared to die at any time." Hmm. And you know, you and I have felt the adrenaline of conflict. Yep. And you know, a marine and a soldier. You're not out there thinking about living and dying. Nope. You're living Think about life living. to the fullest. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. Right. You're living life to the fullest. Your adrenaline is just way up and you're thinking about doing your job. But, but at the same time, we're we're not afraid to die. No. We're really, we're not. Doesn't it doesn't dwell with you. Yeah. And then uh, and then Shakespeare said, cowards die many deaths before their time. The valiant die but once. Absolutely. And so anyway, I was sitting around one day thinking about, you know, why the state of affairs, our country's in what it's in. And I figured it out. All we (laughs) have to do. At least somebody has figured it out because the rest of us are still confused. (laughs) All we have to do is get rid of the letter C. Oh, okay. Because everything that the liberals are afraid of begins with the letter C. Gotcha. And so I was I was thinking, I was going, okay, Mike, you've got to put this down. So the first thing, of course, 
you and I being brothers in Christ, liberals are afraid of Christians. Now, Absolutely. we don't know why they're afraid of us. I mean, we, we can't change their minds. Only God can change their mind. Yep. But they, they fear us because we believe something so foreign to them that they think that we're crazy. So that's the first thing is well, they're afraid. Mike, of I, I want I want to add a little bit to what you're saying here. Go and, for it. And yep. So this is what I believe. I believe that every human being on this planet grows up and eventually at some point in their lives, when they become mature individuals, they know who God is internally. I really believe that. But you know, what happens is these people get in this world and they do not want a God. They don't want this person that created them to be yeah. able to control their lives. So they, they fight this constant over and over again ideology of that there's a God. And that's exactly where the liberals are. And I think that's why they really hate this. Because we know and we remind them that there's a God. That's right. I, I agree. <clears throat> and I think, and you and I have talked about this many times, and that is what's going on today is a, a, a concerted battle between good and evil. Absolutely. You know, and it's so, you know, and, and our, our Lord Christ told us, you know, if you're not for me, you're against me. So. Yep. And it's very easy. It's very easy to fall into the evil yeah. aspect. Now, uh, but I know that we're on uh, visual as relative as yep. And I'm having a bad hair day. If I keep twisting, no, my that's okay. No, you look great. You look great. You look great. No problem. Mike. All right. You look Number two, is they're afraid of conservatives. Uh, we take life in a fairly calm method. Uh, most conservatives are not running around with their hair on fire. Uh, so they, so the liberal looks at us remaining calm through all, all this stuff and they don't know what to do with us. Um, mm -hmm. But again, they think because we're so calm that we're all constantly plotting against them. Well, I am plotting against them to vote. I'm not plotting against their life. Uh, but they think that we're all plotting against them, I suppose. So that's number two. Of course, number three is the biggie. They're afraid of climate. Oh, my goodness. You know, how many times have we heard climate change and, and all this stuff? And it, you know, and that's the other thing that you and I share and a lot of conservatives. And that is. This world will end when God Almighty deems it to end. Absolutely. Not a or, you yeah. know, man, if we're not good stewards, yeah, we can mess up a lot of stuff. And that's why I love my little farm is because God gave me this land. I love to look at it. And I know that I have been privileged to be a steward over it. And so I try to take care of it, keep it clean, keep my water clean air and all that stuff but at the same time climate change is not going to kill me no so and it's it's, it's it's really not happening it's not you know and to prove no, it I mean, is you know you're talking about people that can afford billion and million dollar homes and they're 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 buying these homes on the coast and they're always talking about how you know the seas are going to rise and all, well why yeah. would you buy it why would you buy a house on the beach if you believe, you know, in 10 years or whatever it is that, you know, the sea's going to come up 20 feet and drown your house, you know? Well, they, they build them up there because there is some sort of national insurance that will replace it once it gets washed. <laughs> away. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's not, another subject. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Number four is there it's childbirth and children. Yep. um separation you know, in the family yep if you if you have so many children you can't afford to keep them up and it 
the excess population is going to cause more CO2 and and that therefore it's going to get warmer and warmer and and uh, and so now we've gone from women having children to birthing people birthing people so they even want to change the vernacular uh, you know let's change it from childbirth to birthing persons or whatever so Number five is something that's new, near and dear to near me. to your heart. Absolutely, that's right. High, Highland cows—they <laughs> are afraid of cows. All that methane production. Oh gosh, what are we going to do with all this methane that these cows are belching and um, you know flatus? Oh gosh, you know. And I look out there; those cows that are eating that grass and ruminating and doing all that stuff and then when we process one because they're not pets to me and i'm in the cattle business um it's really good to taste oh man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well the thing about it is is there you know let's let's tie the cows to the climate change right, right. Or all that stuff okay so if you're afraid of the cow farts and the methane and yep. all that stuff is there, is there any entrepreneurs out there that can develop a system to collect that so that we can turn it into fuel and, you know, make our cars run better or whatever? No, they just, well, they're, they, they're complaining about this methane. They're, they, have, they have no solutions to the problem. They just always talk about the problem. Now, there, there is a method for pig farmers. Yes, uh, you have seen that, I suppose. They I um, they dump the pigs are are uh, raised on grids, and when they uh, poop, it falls down. They have water that rushes down through there uh, every once in a while, and it carries the pig feces into a pond. They have a balloon over that, a top, and as that methane bubbles up, it's rerouted. And they use it in like in the Philippines to heat their homes to yeah, cook on absolutely for stuff. Yeah, so they are recycling that. Cows, because they move around so much, a lot of space. Yep. A lot of space, no way. So yeah. I wish we well, I wish we did have something like that. But well, the only don't. way you can do it is I guess put a, a dome of, you know, create these massive, you know, <laughs> 50, 100, 200 acre freaking domes to put them in, right? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> And then probably it would back up to the point that the cows couldn't function in it. I mean, <laughs> methane. So yeah. yeah, can't do it. Um, number six is they're afraid of cars and combustion engines. You know, that's a lot of this ties into the climate. And of course, cars are the world's worst thing that you could ever think of. Oh, Although yeah. cars have been able to have enabled literally millions of people to climb out of poverty. And the combustion engine is one of the greatest inventions that's ever been developed. And it has enabled us to um, bring things into our items, into our stores, us to travel, it's made um, we have gone from a agrarian society to a, uh, a society that where your children can live literally any place versus just around home. But for some reason, the cars, your car bothers them. Their limo doesn't bother them. Or their jets. Yep. Yes, or their jets, you know, which they fly. You know, I fly economy. I'm back there in the back being thrown all over the place with the tail of the plane and they're up sleeping in their sleeping berths in first class. Oh yeah. If they're, even if they ride with us, but most of them have their own planes that they yeah. ride separate. Uh, communism. And you say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Most liberals are communists. No, they changed the names of it, you know, to progressivism or something like that because no elite is going to be caught being called common. They're That's not correct. common. They're nope. the experts. They're the guys and the gals that tell us how we should live our lives. 
even though you should wear a mask, but I'm going to dinner without a mask tonight, you mm. know, and all that stuff. I mean, so they're not going to be common by any means. And um, you can find that in Animal Farm. When the pigs took over the farmer's house, they were anything but common. Everybody else, <laughs> was, you know, yeah. so change the name of communism to Marxism or progressivism or whatever it is. Number eight is competition. They don't like competition. Mm -hmm. That's why when you go and, and your kid goes to Little League, everybody gets a, a performance trophy or, a, yep. you know, everybody get, we can't keep score. It's going to put somebody down. You know, competition has made this nation what it is. Well, makes you stronger when, um, so to a, to a leftist liberal type person, when you use the word fail, it's, it, it's completely destructive to them Yeah, because, because they, they step back and they're going, you know, it's like they're massively offended because they failed to a conservative or a person that struggles hard to succeed failure is a good thing it's not a bad thing it's it's just part of getting to where you got to go and the leftists uh believe that you have to constantly progress that's that progression you're talking about and when somebody wants to put you back or tell you that you know you're not going to pass the eighth grade because you didn't do what is necessary knowledge wise and skill wise to progress they they go absolutely bananas this and unfortunately believe it or not um george bush started this no child left behind process. yeah yep. and that's the same thing that you're dealing with when you talk about this competition yep you know, they well, don't want any competition because they're afraid in their minds that they're being judged based upon whatever attitude or color of their skin or whatever, instead of their character and their ability to progress. That's the difference. And it's taken another turn that we, we didn't see coming. And that is, you know, that University of Pennsylvania swimmer and that... Yep high school runner up there in Vermont or New Hampshire or someplace, they didn't like competing against males because that swimmer that is now the national champion in swimming was rated 462 in national mm -hmm. swimming with males. Right Now he has gone over to this female and he's now the national champ. And in one race, he finished 38 seconds at ahead of this number two person 38 seconds that's got to be unreal yeah, and that runner <laughs> yeah the runner up there in connecticut or wherever he was he was 92nd yeah. in his state and that and that's and it's it's insane how see they didn't like the competition with their exact own. so yes. they go over to the others and now it's not even a competition if I was female athlete in this day and time, I'd be going, you have a team of one. The rest of us are staying home. He's yep. going to that meet by himself. By himself. I agree. That's it. I'd protest it. Not a single female was, should be showing up. That's right. If all of them would stay at home, the University of Pennsylvania would have one swimmer. And that's it. We're not showing up. Now, let's see how many trophies y'all bring home here <laughs> okay number nine cultural heritage the liberals don't like our language so they change it you know mm. it used to be homosexual now it's gay um you know marriage was you know at one time uh we had marriage and civil union but they didn't like that because it was not right so you know now we have same-sex marriage, okay? Um, statues, our cultural heritage 
and statues. That offends me. So let's tear down the statues. Uh, even though the statues teach us a great lesson. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll bet five hundred dollars to a scholar that they don't even understand Stonewall Jackson. My mm -hmm. dad was named after Stonewall Jackson. Okay, my mother, my grandmother named him Deward, which is my middle name, and I don't. That came from Dewar's Scott, the good Scott names Dewar's Scotch, and um, named him Stonewall Jackson. And uh, they don't realize that he was fought for the Confederacy, but he actually fought for Virginia. Right. And same with <clears throat> Lee, same with General and, Lee. And during the time that he, um, he was at the University of Virginia military, he taught a Sunday school class to blacks. And you could not teach a black uh, to read but he would teach them to read the Bible. And of course that was against Virginia state law. Well, uh, but he thought that it was necessary to teach them to read the Bible. Well, of course, when you learn to read the Bible, you can read anything else, sure. okay? And then during his time in the military, he sent part of his pay back to uh, Winchester, Virginia, um, to, to uh, keep that Sunday school class going, that black Sunday school class. Yep. So they don't even understand that. They just think that he was some sort of racist guy. He never owned a slave or nothing else. That's, he, that's because the, uh, the main reason is because um, these Marxist people that are in the hierarchy now of the country are doing everything they can to destroy what we stand for that that they have to do that it's it's part of how communism and marxism works to be able to infiltrate into a country and change the mindset and the attitude of the citizens that are there you have to take all of that out of them you got to take all of the history and everything that your grandfather and your grandmother and your dad taught you about the foundations of the country that we live in. And this is what they're doing. And this is why they're doing it. It's, it's not that specifically they're saying, well, this person's bad or that person's bad or that person's good and this person's good. What they're saying is it doesn't matter. Everything from this line on is evil it's mm -hmm. it needs to it needs to be completely erased but that's not how you and i were raised in school we learned that and you always heard this you if you do not learn from the past from the history then it's going to repeat itself and this is exactly where they're at mike and, we're uh, gonna we're mike we're gonna take a break sure for about five minutes and We'll bring you back to the podcast and we'll continue. I can't wait. I've been looking at the, the rest of them here and I can just imagine the discussion that we're going to have to finish up this is you do not want to leave the podcast because Colonel Harper is an amazing, amazing individual. And he's a great friend of mine. Matter of fact, I would call him my best friend here in Alabama. And I'm looking forward to bringing him back on the podcast. So we will be right back.
Article 5 of the United States Constitution gives we the people the power to put the federal government back in its constitutional box and expand liberty for all. Once two-thirds of the states pass similar applications, a convention of states will be called and there is nothing the federal government can do to stop it. This isn't a red movement or a blue movement. It's an American movement based on one fundamental question. Who decides? Who should decide the issues that affect your community? Washington, D.C. or you? The Convention of States Action Resolution applies for an Article 5 convention that would propose constitutional reforms limited to three topics. First, fiscal restraints on the federal government. With over $140 trillion in unfunded liabilities, we need a balanced budget. But our resolution also allows for caps on federal spending and taxation. The second topic is limiting the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. The Supreme Court has authorized the feds to have control over almost every aspect of our lives. The COS Action Resolution empowers us to restore the Constitution to its original intent and return power to the states and the people. Finally, term limits. Thanks to a corrupt ruling class in Washington, trust in the federal government is at an all-time low. That's why our resolution gives Convention of States Commissioners the power to send the career politicians packing, including the judiciary and other federal officials. So what can you do? First of all, sign the petition at cosaction.com and get as many of your friends and family to do the same. With your full address, your state legislators will know that you really are their constituents in their district. Call, email, or request a meeting with your state legislators to ask them to co-sponsor the COS resolution in their state. Get plugged in with your local Convention of States team so you can stay engaged, educate others, and respond to national calls to action. Our success depends on you. So we're inviting you to be part of history. Let's invoke the constitutional solution that's as big as the problem. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. Again, an unbelievable, awesome guest, retired Colonel Mike Harper. My best friend here in Alabama has joined the Patriot Cause, and he's very knowledgeable. Why is he knowledgeable? It's because he grew up in America. He grew up where his life, his ability to be free and determine his life drove him into the direction that he is. He was not dictated or put into a position or say, you know, you're too stupid and you're going to go here. And I was thinking about something during the break that I want to mention is this. There's a quote that many of us have heard that the pen is mightier than the sword. Now, why in the world would anybody think that? I mean, it's, it's a pen, it's, it's paper, it's words. How can the words be mightier than the sword when the sword will slash through you and kill you? Here's how simple this is. The pen, the voice, the knowledge going into documentation into the ability of leaders to sit side by side and talk about problems is more powerful than any army on the face of the planet. Yes, when we have wars, it's a bad thing and missiles start flying and so forth, but it really doesn't solve anything. It just makes things worse. And that's why the pen and knowledge and talking about our situation that we're in is more important than putting together some army and trying, trying to force your ideas across. That's why we have the podcast. And that's why we have great leaders in America, like Colonel Harper, that has researched these things and understands and his knowledge is now being presented to us, which is absolutely awesome. 
And without further ado, I'm going to bring Mike Harper back on, and we're going to continue the discussion of his, quote, 14 C's of what I call those, those people, the other people that don't believe in the pen. They don't believe in the word of talking and, and trying to solve it. They're fixed in their head that the world should be like this and everybody else that it doesn't fit in the utopia has no room to talk to them. And Mike has proven to us why these people are like that. So thank you very much, Colonel. Welcome back. You know, you were, you were saying something, Bud, and it, it took me back. Um, you know, when I was a, a boy running down these dirt roads in Alabama, you know, going to a public school that wasn't very good and everything else, I thought, I never thought that I was trapped. You know, Absolutely. we got so many now that believe I'm trapped because I'm black. I'm trapped because I'm in the inner city. I'm trapped because I am, you know, Hispanic. All these people believe they're trapped. I never believed that I was trapped. However, after I had gone to school for 30 years and been in the, you know, military, and I, I, I thought, how privileged I am. Yes, I've sir. been almost all over the world. I have seen things that you only see in books. I have, it's just been an incredible thing. Um, and, you know, I, I just give thanks every day that I was blessed to be able to do all these things. And it wasn't sure. because I was exceptionally smart or I was a great athlete. It was because I took advantage of an opportunity when it was presented. Absolutely. And that's all that we ask in America. Yes. Is take advantage of the opportunities when presented. I went, I went to school for, like I said, I I finished my last educational class when I was 33 years old, uh, earning a doctorate. Uh, I paid off all my school debts. I, you know, it was just the way it was. But anyway, on to other things. I I uh, just wanted to reminisce for a moment because absolutely, I'm it's exceptionally important. blessed. Uh, and that's another reason. And you and I have talked about that. If I died tonight, I have lived a life that most people would envy. Absolutely. Uh, because, and it's not been anything except the mighty hand of God and his blessings upon a little, you know, little mediocre, old, you know, little old guy mediocre with, kid. You know, with beat up shoes and you know yep. tore up tore up jeans and yep that's been it. there done been there done that <laughs> yep well if you we just talked about the cultural heritage taking down our statues and everything the next thing that uh liberals are afraid of number 10 is they're afraid of combat arms they're afraid of those of us who have are in the military or have been in the military they don't like the they, they don't like the fact that we can dress alike and feel okay. Proud. I mean, yep. you can be an individual out of uniform, but when you're in uniform, you're a unit functioning yeah. as a unit. Um, and they don't like the combat arms. They don't like the Coast Guard because the Coast Guard interdicts their drugs. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Absolutely. anyway, that's a. Uh, some and if and if people are listening to this podcast, you have to understand that there's a sense of irony, satire. Um, I mean, this is done in fun, but it's also got a very serious side. Sure, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, so you can and look it up. There's sarcasm and there's being sardonic. They're two different things. Two different terms. Absolutely. That's it. Um, number 11. They don't like capitalism 
or consumerism. Now, they don't like it for the masses, okay? Capitalism has risen. They have raised, capitalism has raised more millionaires than any system any, yep, ever devised absolutely. on the face of the earth. It has brought more people out of poverty than any other system. It has provided the opportunity of medical care in areas that are predominantly yep. poor and never have anything. It has sent food shipments all over the world. It has provided arms if you're in a war zone and, and actually how many, look how many people we sent in World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq. I mean, we have actually put boots on the ground and that's been capitalism that has done that. Yep, and the thing about it is, is, is the majority, I'd say probably 60 or 70% of, quote, these millionaires that you're talking about today, a lot of them have given money to build new sections to a hospital, yeah. to, to provide uh, services to uh, Salvation Army, you yeah. know, all of that. And, but, but they can't see that. The reason they can't see that is because they're thinking in their mind that this person makes so much money. Why am I, why am I not getting that money? Yep. That's, that's what they're talking about. Capitalism. They're saying because capitalism to them, it doesn't share the wealth. The only reason no. you're saying it doesn't share the wealth is because they're not giving it to you. They do right. share the wealth, but they give it to the people who need it. Not, and, you know, not just the average day know, worker. I am a 100% capitalist because I believe that capitalism, true capitalism, not what we have crony capitalism, right. true capitalism reads that weeds out the bad products from the good, it, it weeds out corrupt leaders from the good leaders. It it eliminates those that take advantage of their employees and those that give their employees a break. True capitalism does all this stuff without government intervention. But what we have is we have people that want to be crony capitalists. And that's why you have all these large corporations now crawling in bed with the government. Yep. And that is because they want their bed to be feathered when we get the great reset or whatever is going to happen in this country. They want to be, so they'll always be invited to the cocktail parties and they'll get their picture, you know, and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, and they want limited consumerism. If you go to a New York City uh, cocktail party which i've never been invited to and probably would never will oh, you'll find you're, people you're shocking me you're just shocking me i thought you were an army colonel i thought that's yeah, what you guys you did know, colonel <laughs> hey when you get on battalion level there are 50 colonels up there i mean you know, <laughs> so, i mean can you you wasn't hand selected for that special cocktail no, party you, was you <laughs> uh, you know it's so but you'll find people dressed in hugo black it's a very expensive item that people dress in. Hugo Black. You know who Hugo Black was? Hugo no Black. <laughs> well, uh, Hugo Black designed, he was a clothing designer, and he designed the SS uniform. Oh, Lord. And wow. so <laughs> now he is one of the most expensive, along with, you know, all those others. But Hugo Black. But they'll wear his clothes and then say that you're a fascist and a racist. Oh, absolutely. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what is this? So they like limited consumerism so they can buy what they want, but they don't want the masses going. Walmart puts the little guy out of business. Walmart, have you ever gone to a Walmart and there, there was nothing else around it? All these businesses move into where all, Walmart is because they know that's where the traffic pattern is. Yep. And you'll have restaurants and everything else. But, but anyway, limited consumerism, that's what they want. 
but they don't like capitalism. Combustible fuels. Now we talked about it in terms of cars and they don't, they love their limos. But when you think about combustible fuels in the petrol industry, everything that you got is probably have something to do with petrochemicals and combustible fuels, plastics, rayons, nylons, all this array of stuff is because of a base of petrochemicals. And so, you know, but they don't like combustible fuels. They don't like you burning, you know, coal. And yet China is building as many coal fire plants as they can get and they're shipping coal from Russia to fire them. Yeah. So all you environmentalists out there, remember when you get us to stop our economy, the other side of the world is gonna be blowing black smoke. Yep. Because they're not about to shut their economy down. Absolutely not. No. And when we get rid of the cars, and remember the electric cars, California's big on electric cars, remember? Yep. Last week they said, do not fully charge your electric cars because we're on rolling blackouts in California. Wait a minute. I thought the electric car was going to save us all. Now you can't power them up in California. Why? Because the fuels that produce electricity are not available in California. Yep. And they don't want any place else. So anyway, number Impossible 13. Piece. Cops. They don't like cops. Now, what is a cop? A cop is a person that may have graduated from high school, well, graduated from high school or GED. He gets a job protecting us. Protecting sir. That's right. And in the course of three seconds, we want him to be a cop a mental health professionalist, a paramedic. We want him to be a lawyer and a judge all yep. within three seconds. And a ballistics expert. That's right. And, and an individual that has the capability to see anything that's going to happen five minutes before it happens so they can that's make right. the right decision. That's right. How many of us, how many of us has been involved? And the, the reason I say this is, a very heartwarming topic to me because I grew up in Louisiana and I was, as a young kid, very uh, appreciative and respectful of the police officers that were in my, my town. I, I wanted to be one of them. The reason behind that is because they had pride and they had, you know, they took care of people and you could see that you could see it in their heart and their soul that they had so much effort in making sure that our lives were protected going through whatever we we're going through. And today they, they wear these massive bulletproof vests. They have, you know, cameras on them. They're, they're massively being monitored every second. And if they make one little minor mistake, like that lady did, unfortunately, with with the guy where she thought she was pulling her stun gun. Instead, she brought out her firearm. It was an honest mistake. And she's spending probably 30, 40 years in prison. Yep. For what? For for a mistake. And of course, the guy that died didn't deserve to die. I'm not saying that. But he no. was a criminal. He was a very bad person. And she knew that as a cop, and she was making sure she was protecting herself. She just made a bad decision. So that's, you know, when they're talking about when you're saying cops, this is why they don't like them. Because of the onesies and twosies of incidents that the uh, mass media will use for their narrative, right? Yep to control how people think about it. But let me tell you, and Mike can follow up with this. I guarantee you this. There is 
thousands of incidents that happen every single day with police officers in this country that actually save lives. And not one of them will be put on the media to celebrate how good this cop was and saving a kid in the river from drowning or saving grandmother from being, you know, uh, robbed by a bad guy. They will not do that. And it's or, all because of the narrative. Or little Johnny, who's eight years old, the cop finds him run away from home. He's going to join whatever. And the cop puts him in his car, takes him, gets him a hamburger. Yep. It says, don't you think you want to go back home and takes him back home. And, and what was it up there someplace? They had to pull over a, a pizza delivery guy. Remember that? It was about all oh, three or four weeks ago. They pulled him over because he was drunk and running all over the place. And they ended up delivering the pizzas <laughs> for the guy. See, the people had paid, you know, paid for him and stuff. Yeah, and they absolutely. Delivering the pizzas. I mean, yeah, that's cops are wonderful people 99% of the time. Yep. It's you got bad apples and you got bad apples in any organization. That's right. Yep. Whether whether it's a top 500 company, whether it's the military, whether it's a church, you yep. know, you're going to have those people that are just not right, you know. Yep. Absolutely. And so let's defund the police. And now we've got people, politicians that were hollering, defund the police. And now they're going, well, I really didn't mean to defund the police. I just wanted whatever. But anyway, they well, to, to capitalize on what you just said, a conservative is conservative, which means we're found, we're, we, we're grounded. So when information yeah. comes to us, we don't change. No. Nope go by whatever below direction but this is how nope. the liberals think oh oh wait a minute i need to go and change my mindset to match yeah. you know what i think the, the the population thinks oh wait a minute they just moved over to here oh i'm sorry let me go back over here and that's I not really, what, that's not what a conservative I really is. i really didn't mean what i said oh yeah you know yeah yeah i really didn't exactly. mean what i said when I, you know, like I love, uh, you know, and I'm going to say his quote, but I'm not going to say his name because people get infuriated or whatever. But yeah, there was a great announcer on the radio who always said words mean something. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, OK, number 14 and finally on my list is confinements. The liberals do not like confinements. They don't like jails and prisons because they're administered, they're administered too much to too many downtrodden people. And uh, we, you know, we don't put the right criminals away, I guess. But, and they also don't like confinements because that means borders. You have to confine yourself and within your borders. And they don't like that because they want open borders. You know, I think that a lot of them uh, get hung up on that John Lennon song. Imagine there is no countries. I mean, you got to have confinements. Some people need to put be put away. Some people are put away for too long. Some people are not put away long enough. Long enough. Some people should not be confined at all. They should suffer the ultimate penalty of capital punishment. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, I can put 15 down there. They don't like capital punishment. Oh, I just come up on another one. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing about this is, and I'll, I'll have to agree with this. Let's go back 50, 100 years ago. Uh, when a person was put into the prison system, it was a very bad thing. And the people running the prisons, all of that, wanted to make their life a living hell. That's how it yep. was back then. That is not how the prison system works today. You are a deputy sheriff and you know, cause you see how these prisoners are treated, even though they've, you know, there's uh, federal felonies. People. Yes. 
and yes. they've done some pretty bad things in their lives, but yes, they don't live in this tyranny type world that these liberals want to think. Matter of fact, matter of fact, a lot of these people go into prison five, 10 years, 20 years, and they come out with degree, college degrees, and they start new businesses, and they, they become absolutely awesome citizens. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. I'm not saying all prison systems are the same. I'm just saying overall, the majority of these prison systems are geared towards rehabilitation and helping a person to be better and forget about the past that they did. Do your time while you're doing it. Let me help you so that when you go outside that prison, you're going to be able to fit back in society and succeed. Now, there's you know a percentage, probably what, maybe 30 or 40% that will come back. We understand that because no uh, actually, system is perfect, right? Recidivism rate is between 82 and 85%. So oh, wow. you're only going to have about 15% that's going to get out and stay out. The yeah. others will be violation of parole, all sorts of stuff. I mean, you know, and they'll be back in, but it may be a short stint. But, uh, you know, but I can I'll tell you one thing that your population look it up folks there was air conditioning in prisons before air conditioning in high schools wow that's interesting yeah yeah and you know that growing up down there in louisiana and i yep. grew up here in rural alabama we didn't have air conditioning and he i mean you know we had old radiators and everything in the wintertime but we had no air conditioning and so that's why the school systems ran between September and May because we could heat it, but we didn't have to air yep. conditioning. It was much more expensive, but you look it up populace. Yep. You had air I was, conditioning. I was 20 prison. years old before I had any air conditioning. 20. Yeah. You know, other than hey. military, you know, I'm talking about when I had my own house, I was 20 before I had any air conditioning. That's it. Now, I can't speak to prisons other places. Right. And I have uh, friends uh, that have been to Columbia, to prisons and all that other stuff. But prisons in the United States, they're fed well, they're medical, they take watch over their medical, dental, everything, you know, lighting, Christmas time, the, the uh, Christmas, the sheriff and the chief jailer made sure that every person in that detention center down there got something for Christmas. Absolutely. Every, every one of I them. Mean, you, don't, you don't see that. Nope. So you go anyway. to, if you went to China or Russia or any of these countries, when they get locked up in prison, they're in hell. I mean, it's, yep. and it's been proven over and over again, Turkey, on and on. I, you know, any, any, basically any of the Eastern countries, you know, the Muslims, when they commit whatever crimes or whatever it is, they cut their hands off because they stole something that it's just, mm -hmm. and yet these, it's absolutely amazing how these people can say, well, we don't need any cops and we don't need any jails. And the last one, like I said, we just came up on this, the light bulb went off was capital punishment. Yep. Some, some innocent person may get go to the death penalty you know so therefore we can't have any because of one innocent person well when you go to an abortion clinic who's the only innocent person in that deal it's a hundred percent innocent Absolutely. the child has never never done one anything thing has yeah. never you know that moment of inattentiveness or passion or whatever child didn't participate and yet innocent. we can't kill a criminal because one innocent person may go but we can kill every child that goes through the door of an abortion yeah. clinic we're we're pressing what 70 million 
now, somewhere oh, around there. So tell me, tell me, people that listen to the gunny, how is that just? Okay. It's not absolutely it's not. A, so that's my comic sardonic <laughs> the, sarcastic. Well, I, I tell you, yeah, I, I tell you, Mike, uh, this has been awesome. Um you um I get to see you all the time. So I'm not amazed, you know, yeah. but I know a lot of listeners will be amazed out there. Uh, the knowledge that we're passing to them and the ability to think different. You got to think on your own. You can't sit in your life and watch the news or read newspapers or read books and assume that what you're reading or hearing is true. You have to do discernment. You have to do research. You have to talk to your friends going, did you hear about this? And be, you'll be amazed at how I'm go, that's just crap because they did the research and they understood that, you know, that's not really the truth. That's how it used to be when we didn't have all this media. We didn't have all TVs and radios and electronics. How did you get the news? You went to breakfast at Billy Bob's restaurant just down the road and you sat around a table with another probably 200 people and you talked about what was going on in your community. Yeah. And you didn't have to worry about, well, you know, that's not true or this is not true. Now you had, you got the little white lies, you know, I caught the fish that was this big and we, we get all that. But the bottom line is, this is what you got to listen to. And those that listen to this podcast, you know, I guarantee you, bring in great patriots like Colonel Harper on here. We are able to, to listen just like they did back then uh, to the truth and understand what's happening without it being twisted with some kind of narrative uh, of what's going on. So I appreciate you, Mike, coming on the podcast. I'm going to make a reminder for anybody that's on the podcast, especially if you're in Alabama, Friday, April 1st, I am going to be hosting the Scott Beeson Show out of WYDE in Birmingham, Alabama from 9 to noon on Friday, April 1st. Yeah, April Fool's Day. And hopefully, maybe I can bring the Colonel back on the show uh, in Birmingham, and you can hear more and more about what's what this awesome man has and his ability and his love for his country, but more important, his love for the God that created him and the rest of us. And last but not least, before we close, I want to say this, Mike, Jesus Christ is our foundation. Nothing else, period, in the conversation, Put a big gigantic exclamation point on that because when you're afraid of what's happening in this world, if you understand what Christ has done for you, nothing can happen to you. And what's more important, nothing in this world, not even Satan himself, can take you out of his hands. And this is the most wonderful thing that I know. And, and remember, when you see a liberal running around with their hair on fire, the running just makes it burn quicker. <laughs> That's a, I haven't heard that one in a long time. I haven't heard that one in a long time. So. Love you, brother, and it's been my I love privilege. you, too. Yep. Thank you so much, Colonel. And uh, hopefully we'll, we, we can get the, back together on Friday, April 1st. And sure. I think I'll be our discussion. So that, yep. that would be awesome. Take All care right. of yourself. Say hi to Pat, and we will talk to you later. Out here. Out here. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. <laughs> great Patriots of America, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for your time. This was a long podcast, a lot of information. Colonel Harper is one of my best friends, but he has a tremendous knowledge of what is happening in this world and has the ability to discern what communism, Marxism, socialism, whatever word you want to put it, it's evil. 
It's Satan taking over this world and it's in our backyard and we must stand up and to ensure that our country and the leaders of this country will not fall into this tyranny across this globe so that we can live our lives free as God designed us to do. Thank you very much. Share the podcast far and wide. This is The Gunny Out.